0: Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Tyler Orton, and I'd like to welcome my colleague here at Business in Vancouver, Patrick Blunner-Hassett. How's it going today, Patrick? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Patrick, we've got a good guest on today. It's Don Campbell. He's a senior analyst with the Real Estate Investment Network. He's a real estate investor, a researcher, and a best-selling author. Don, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. So one of the big things that we've been chatting about your... The housing measures that we saw in the budget from the BC government, it was, uh, I guess, their first time to really showcase what they wanted their identity to be so much as a government, a relatively new government here. 30 points. Did you memorize all 30 of the points that they okay, dropped just, here? Just ask me. Now. Okay, number <laughs>
1: 17 is. Right, you know, right. The, the interesting part about the announcement and the details is even now in uh, when they're being questioned a little bit deeper on the details, they're going, well, we really haven't uh, modeled how this is going to play out, which is a bit of a bit of a concern from, a property owner uh, from a renter for anything. If you don't know what the result's
0: going to be, how
1: are we going to make legislation for
0: it? Well, you know? yeah, there, there's a QA or the, sorry, the question period session where Andrew Weaver was saying, Well, what is your goal here? Are you trying to just cool the market or are you trying to, you know, reduce market values to make it more affordable? And we didn't get any sort of solid answer from the government. Is that frustrating? I think it's frustrating for. Any of any of us, any voters, no matter
1: what color you uh, what color you voted, um, you know. We, as we walk through a process of leadership in, in any federal, provincial, city, all we're looking for is leadership. And um, and some of the measures I'm a fan of, some of the measures I'm not a fan of. How how what do you think is going to happen if you um, say, for instance, they put the foreign buyers tax on just Vancouver, like like we did before? then the foreign money moves to a different region. So now in the exact same realm, this new budget has done the, put the uh, foreign buyers tax in more regions, but has left it off of ag land. And so where's money gonna go? It's gonna go down to the lower mainland agricultural land, which is gonna make it so expensive that people are not gonna be able to grow food. And then this whole thing about buy local and environmental it starts to fall away because if you're paying $150,000 an acre, that's a lot of carrots. That's a lot of carrots. So the, as always with every budget, with every announcement, I didn't remember this is my 26th year of dealing with all of these different legislative changes um, that it's in the legislation that matters. How is it going to be um, put into place? How is it going to be manned? How is it going to be...
2: Um, collected some of these taxes. It's going to be really interesting. Well, you mentioned the foreign buyers tax obviously being increased and expanded. Is there anything about this budget that you just think it's, you're just like, this is not going to work? Or is there anything that you think that is probably going to work in terms of the effect that they're trying to have specifically?
1: Well, interesting question, because that what you're saying is that we know what the effect is, that True, what they yeah, want yeah. to have. We're and, getting out and, of crystal you know, ball. <laughs> yeah. Car- Carol James, in one quote I saw uh, right after the budget was, yes, are we really want to um, make the prices drop. Now, if you're if you're a young family, a millennial or a middle class, which everybody seems to be talking about, middle class and millennials, um, that that just worked your butt off and saved as much money as you possibly could over the last four years, and you finally got into the market. Um, maybe with help with your parents, maybe with help from uh, an inheritance. Who knows? And then all of a sudden you go, oh, we're finally in. We've got our home. Um, we're going to start a family, etc., and then the leader of your government says, "Yeah, you know that thing that you just bought. We're trying to devalue it, and you might have a mortgage
0: underwater." Now, so it's it. Hey, at least the interest rates are pretty low still.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, there is that. But <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't want like to be the. I can give. Yeah, I don't want to uh, be the harbinger of, of like this is insane. I see what you're but, saying though, because
2: yeah. you you've got probably a lot of NDP voters who voted who voted NDP simply for the fact that they were going to try to temper the market, but I'm always wondering about, like, this is a, you talked about the 26th year that you've been watching a budget, but this is most definitely a dramatic shift. The liberals were very light touch. They only did things when they were absolutely pushed to it. I'm sure Christy Clark, like dragged her feet on the foreign buyer's tax to begin with for years or months, right? Right. And now we've seen a dramatic shift to big government, to almost that socialist kind of mentality where it's we're gonna temper the market, we're not gonna let capitalism figure it out. Like mm-hmm. is that does that worry you at all? Like a massive shift from almost like the center right to sort of the almost far left in some respects?
1: Well, I think that any dramatic shift in in anything in a relationship, in in a government, um always has Unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we are seeing this in the UK on Brexit. I was in the UK on during Brexit vote, and the the shock and awe of the people (laughs) I was hanging out with that day, it was like, how did this even come to this? And what happens, of course, is the world is becoming increasingly more polarized. Black and white. That's it. There's no gray, there's no nuance. Try and have a debate with somebody. I'm telling you right now, somebody one of us already has said something that's offended somebody, <laughs> as they're listening it, and I bet you there's comments below on on uh, on the comment section that's saying this guy I can't believe that he did you know it was probably Tyler yeah, 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 it was Tyler. Tyler the intro the intro was really intro. weak <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but the, the 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 truth is the polarization is really forcing us not to come up with real solutions. Because solutions are always in the nuance. Solutions are, you can't go full on capitalism. You can't go full on uh, socialism. Yeah. They're they're in a market that is dynamic, like Vancouver, that is limited by the agriculture land reserve. Please don't ever get rid of that. That's really important to us. Uh, the, and limited by the ocean. Please don't get rid of that. That's kind of important. And the mountains, well, whatever. They can go away. But, the, uh, but you're limited in a geographic area. You've got people that are moving in. You've got... Um, a province and a and a city that wants to bring more people in. We're bringing a million people immigration, not just growth of uh, by having babies, a, mil- a million into Canada. Yeah, over the next three years, they're going to have to live somewhere. And by the way, they're not a, the majority of them aren't going to live rural. Um, so you're you're actually you're trying to slow a market at the same time as the market. Needs more density and needs more product. Needs more rentals because generally, yeah. if you, anybody's ever studied anything about demographics, which I do, is uh, with, with immigration. Um, mostly in, yeah, I guess all visa classes now. Uh, for the first three years, it's it generally they're renting, and then after that, then you've got, especially in um, in, in the, uh, the the visa class, not the refugee visa class, you've got. Forty to sixty percent buy. So you got all these renters coming in. Yeah. Then they're going to be demanding to buy something, but there's nothing to buy. There's no density, so it's an interesting so journey.
0: You're saying that 114,000 homes, 100, uh, like that's that's over 10 years that the government wants to introduce this. I don't think if you do the math, that's going to be enough for just the population growth that we're going to experience here in British Columbia over the next 10 years. So. Where do some of the solutions come from? Is it working more with municipalities trying to get, as you mentioned, density as one issue? Mm-hmm. But I keep going back, and maybe it's just me, but sometimes there's a little bit of nimbyism across uh, Metro a Vancouver. Bit? Yeah. little uh, bit? Wow, he is subtle bit. that that yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Tyler's <laughs> subtle just, man, eh? so yeah. But But there's resistance. People are like, well, no, I live in a... You know single detached home. I don't necessarily want towers all around mm-hmm. me, and, and there is resistance to this densification. That seems like it, it's an inevitability that's going to happen. How do we actually get these solutions going on? How do we actually address these issues that are going on here?
1: Simply, you just make Vancouver a lot uglier, a lot higher crime. You make it a place <laughs> where people don't, people don't want to come. Sure, and and I'm I'm being facetious, but that you know, look at New York. You no, know, when it, it has changed into this massive densification. Look at any major city around the world, even Sydney, on um, the densifications occurring and there will always be NIMBYism. I'd be I'd be that I'd be sitting there going, whoa, wait a minute, a tower over over my backyard? Yeah. That's my hot tub you're looking into.
0: Oh, and, the, the, uh, it happened to me. Like, I uh, have this- uh, This is going to be an awkward story, wow, by yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Okay, well, you know, The the Independent on uh, Broadway. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, I, I had a beautiful view of the mountains, uh, a big chunk of downtown. The Independent went up and that view is now gone. It's now just a slice of the mountains and mm. one tower downtown but I know intellectually, like this is kind of what we need. We need more dense, you know, towers here in this particular neighborhood, Mount Pleasant. But yeah. I, it, it comes as a loss to me and and my partner. Like we were both bummed out at that. So totally. I get it. So like I get the argument from both sides. Even though I don't know, there, there has to be a little bit of cognitive dissonance on the part of everybody involved here, right? Well, in this case,
1: especially because if you if you want to bring more people in, and you want high tech instead of you know, we're, we're a port city for crying out loud. Um, people get their hands dirty working in ports, but it seems like we we kind of discount anybody whose hands get dirty now, and we want just people whose keyboards get worn out. And the yeah. the sad part is is that every city wants that, so now you're in a competition for all of these with all these different cities trying to attract the high tech worker. And yes, the high tech worker works here, and it's a great place to live. They also get paid very well. So like the new payroll tax. I saw I saw that there. The, the new payroll tax not it's not they didn't call it payroll tax. I should be more accurate. It's the health care something something yeah, tax. That's that's way more accurate long by government the government name. Yeah. And um and and it's on payrolls, but they said, Oh, it's don't worry, it's just big business it's on payrolls of five hundred thousand or more. I said, that's five good high tech jobs so that's a pretty small business when you're yeah. talking about 500 grand so the rhetoric and the and the pitch is so far off what the end result that there that many different levels of, com- of government are trying to do and that's the part that starts to
2: so boil th- my blood a little i think bit. what you're saying is that we're clearing the lanes for the high tech industry and the tech industry and in that sort of downtown millennial yuppie worker who's going to be able to afford that downtown place but you're saying we need more diversification in terms of jobs you know the ports and agriculture and all these other sectors and these people need places to live as well Mm -hmm. so it's like this one answer where it's like densify and sort of bring in high tech is not necessarily going to fix anything or it's only going to fix part of the problem you're saying it's going to
1: fix part of the problem um and of course dramatic increases in rent in um interest rates they're yeah. going to fix a lot of problem because people are going to go I ain't buying there's no way um and um that's great because all it does is it creates a nation of renters but if you don't have any rental properties we're at 0.6 percent vacancy rate in Vancouver wow it's it's skyrocketed I think to 0.7 in Abbotsford um you know it it's these numbers are the result of inaction the result see we can't keep going to mom. And that's, that's the thing that drives me crazy right now is that we all seem to be going to mom, mom being the government. Everything that happens, a group will go, the government should have done this. The government should have done that. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing, I think the proof is that um, maybe the government doing stuff is part of the problem. And, um, and you do need to look after those who need to be looked after. You need to have roads built. You need to have these things, but, but. Sometimes the unintended consequences or even the intended consequences don't match the headlines that they're okay, trying to do. Hold that
0: thought. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back with Don Campbell after uh, this. Don Campbell, of course, he is a senior analyst with the Real Estate Investment Network, and you're listening to the Business in Vancouver podcast, which is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax evaluation valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott accountants and business advisors a call at 604-714-3600 at 604-714-3600 or else check them out on their website at Manning Elliott. Ca. for all those who've forgotten the last 30 seconds or so we are here with Don Campbell he is a senior analyst with the real estate investment Network he's a real estate investor researcher and a best-selling author Don so you're talking about how maybe a little too much a little too much reliance on mom and we're talking about the government here but the question I come back to is how did we end up in this situation where Vancouver has always been known for relatively high real estate prices mm-hmm. but it has just spiked in the last few years. You mentioned interest rates. That's definitely something that I can wrap my head around. But what are the other factors going into just this recent spike oh, we've seen intense. in Vancouver and Toronto? It's, it's, it, it's
1: so nuanced. Like number one, demographics. 1973, we had this giant cohort of human beings, uh, baby boomers, that were starting to enter the market. And it was beards. It was protests. It was organic food it was marijuana
2: sounds a little similar to it another it <laughs> sounds
1: exactly like this giant cohort that's coming through now at, yeah. at, uh, through the the millennials are now are roughly they're about the exact same size per capita that the baby boomers were so when the baby boomers needed homes and they needed places guess what spread out and that's where we got the suburbs that's where yeah. we got uh, you know you could drive for for in toronto for an hour and a half just to commute to your job which is insane, by the way. Um, but so this new cohort, this giant cohort is coming into Canada. That's number one. Number two, the interest rates are so low that there is so much capital